Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thank you for tuning in today again. And I'm going through the book of Acts this week and just going through a few uh, key points. And I finished uh, the second chapter yesterday. So I'm just going to uh, continue today. And this will be the third chapter. And so you can read with me, but let's pray first. Our Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for every listener. Thank you for their life. Thank you for where they're at with you. Give them strength to move forward and to be men and women of God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. This third chapter of Acts. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the ninth hour, the hour of prayer. Oh, isn't that great? The ninth hour, nine o'clock a.m., the power, the time to pray. We're going to the temple to pray, remember, the Lord had said when he went through the temple and overturned the tables, my house is a house of prayer. We need to be people of prayer. And I talked about that this week earlier. I talked to you about the May 6th prayer rally at the Capitol at 6 p.m., how this is an opportunity to step up to the plate, say, we're going to go pray. We're going to go pray, and it's going to be different than it's been in past years. It's going to be a great time. There's going to be a, unit, a choir of different churches that are going to be there praising God together. They're going to join together and do some practicing. It's going to be awesome. And then a certain man who had been lame from his mother's womb was being carried. So he's been, been lame for the entire since he was born. He'd never been able to walk. Was carried along, whom they used to set down every day at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, in order to beg alms of those who were entering the temple. So they were they were wanting money. They were needing food. They were needing, and they couldn't do anything else. They put him at the temple, and they just had him begging. We see people standing at street corners begging all the time. It'd be if they're all legitimate. I'd man, I'd say let's pour it on them. But the problem is, many of them are not. And there are every once in a while someone. I think you just got to go by the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And verse three says, and when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking to receive alms. Oh, I need help. Please help me. And Peter, along with John, fixed his gaze upon him. <laughs> you got a picture of this. So Peter and John, they fixed their gaze on him. They stared right at him. And he said, look at us. And he began to give them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. That was the idea. Well, hey, they're paying attention to me. I'm going to receive. They're going to give me something. Yay! But Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. I don't have silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. And this is key. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, walk. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, walk. And seizing him by the right hand, he raised him up. And immediately his feet and his ankles were strengthened. And with a leap, he stood upright and he began to walk. And he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. People, do you get this story? This man was lame from birth. He could never walk. But Peter and John didn't have money. They didn't have gold or silver, but they gave him what they had, and that was Jesus Christ. And they said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. 
Not only did it say his feet and ankles were or were fused with uh, power to be able to get up and walk. It said he leaped. He stood right up, and he began to talk. And all the people, when he walked into the temple, saw him walking and praising God, and they were taking note of him as being the one who used to sit at the beautiful gate of the temple to beg alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Can you imagine? They're talking amongst themselves. What, what is with this? This guy hasn't been able to walk. We've known him since he was a baby. He, was, he can never walk. He's always been begging. There's nothing to it. How could this possibly happen? It was wonder and amazement. And while he was clinging to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them at the so-called portico of Solomon full of amazement. Full of amazement. They couldn't believe it. The power of God, sometimes you can't believe because it's miraculous. When I've watched some healings, been involved in some healings, it has been amazing. When this one man we were praying for had blood clots and suddenly said, man, I feel a heat through me. I don't think I have the blood clots anymore. At that very moment, he was healed. He went to the doctor. The doctor couldn't believe it. He said, you had these blood clots. I don't know what happened. And he said, and this guy was not, at that time, someone would be sharing these things. He said, I've been healed. I've been healed by Jesus. The power of Jesus overwhelmed me. That is the God we serve. That's a power of God manifested. We see that in Acts all over the place. That's why so many thousands came to know Jesus in the book of Acts. Then Peter said, verse 12, But when Peter saw this, he replied to the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why do you gaze at us as if by our own power or piety we have made him walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus, the one who you delivered up and disowned him in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him. But you disowned him, the holy and righteous one, and asked for a murder to be granted to you, but put to death the prince of life, the one whom God raised from the dead, a fact to which we are witness, witnesses, and on this basis of faith in his name, it is the name of Jesus which has strengthened this man whom you see and know. And the faith which comes through him has given him the perfect health in the presence of you all. Listen to that, would you? Peter, he got, he got a little uh, jab in. You're the ones who crucified him. This Jesus you crucified. This has all happened because of him. This has all happened because of the power of God. The power of God in Jesus Christ. But you guys crucified him. Now he's in perfect health. And then he goes on to say, verse 17, And now, brethren, I know that you acted in ignorance, just as your rulers did also. So he's given them a little pass. He says, I know you acted in ignorance. You didn't know any better, just like everybody else, you know, and just as your rulers did. But the things which God announced beforehand by his mouth of all the prophets, that his Christ should suffer, he has thus fulfilled. The Old Testament was fulfilled. The coming of Jesus, the resurrection, was fulfilled. So then what did Peter say to these people who were watching this crazy thing happen, this incredible miracle happen? What did Peter say? What kind of advantage did Peter take? Did Peter just let it go? No, he didn't. Listen to what he says in verse 19. Repent, therefore, 
and return, that your sins may be wiped out in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus the Christ appointed for you, whom heaven must receive until the period of restoration of all the things about which he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from ancient time. Moses said, The Lord God shall raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. To him you shall uh, give heed to everything. He says to you, And it shall be that every soul that does not heed that prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among the people. Warning. Those who do not heed the prophet, those who do not believe in Jesus Christ, you are headed for eternal destruction. But the good news is you can turn it around today. If there's anybody listening today, I don't know how many listen that are not Christians. You're not listening today. You can turn it around. You can say, Jesus, today I believe in you. I believe in the Word of God. I believe in truth. I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe in your death and resurrection. Then he said, And likewise all the prophets who have spoken from Samuel and his successors onward also announced these days. It is you who are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with your father, saying to Abraham, And in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed in the seed of Abraham. Jesus For you first God raised up his servant and sent him to bless you by turning every one of you from your wicked ways. See, folks, that's the good news. Jesus Christ turns us from our wicked ways. And yes, we're all wicked. The Bible says we've all sinned. In Romans, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every one of us need a Savior. Every one of us have to recognize that. Every one of us have to say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Help me to start anew this day. And Lord, when I stumble, when I run across rocks in the road or sharp thorns in the road that cut my feet, God, help me to get healed up. Lift me back up. Because folks, I'm going to tell you, even in your Christian walk, it's not going to be easy. The enemy is out to destroy you. The enemy has used this COVID in such an incredible way, it's just ridiculous. Let's stop letting him do that. Let's stop saying this is destroying everything and say, you know what, I'm going to honor God first and foremost, and my God will lead me. God will give me wisdom and how to handle things, but I'm going to stop using this as a crutch and as an excuse because Satan has ran with this in such a powerful way that it's keeping people away from serving God like they should. Instead of turning to God, they're turning away from God. The enemy is just clapping. He's so excited about seeing what's going on. We need to turn that around, people. We need to be people that are faithful to the things of God and get back to serving God faithfully every single day. And the best way to start doing that is in every morning at your home before you leave. Spend, I don't care if it's five minutes, spend five minutes alone with your Heavenly Father and call upon Him and seek His face and allow Him to work in your life. I love the morning. I love starting out the morning that way. I tell you that all the time. And it's great in the evening, too, when you go to bed at night. And during the day when you're walking along to remember the power of Almighty God, He is the great healer. He's a great restorer. He wants to restore your life. He wants to make you into what he wants you to be. He wants to mold you into that solid man and woman of God. He's going to use you. I believe it. As you're listening to Christian Radio, I think you have a great heart. Lord bless you. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.